Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Looks like the same play as the Bogdanovich corner play. Here's the inbound. Ingles gets it into Donovan. Turns the corner. Lost the ball. They call it a strip. There's, they can't review it. There's no foul called. There's no review. The game is over. Donovan came around the curl. They stripped it away. And the game is over. Memphis getting the win Friday night over the Jazz 107-106. John Morant put on a show, PK, as advertised. The Joster, he is a dynamic, exciting young player, and I like what Memphis has in him, and I'm sure they do too because he's got substance and he's got style and flair in addition to being really good. He's fun to watch for sure. He had a big game, probably had, I thought, three highlight hoops in that one. Taking the alley hoop away from his teammate and dunking on his teammate was pretty good. The scoop shot was even better than that. He had a really good dunking transition. Just uh, one big play after another. And for the Jazz, uh, they've defended better than that, as Quinn Snyder said after the game. Not the best defense they've ever played. Got the Wolves here tonight. Ready to see Minnesota. Yeah, off oh, to I've a been decent all season. I circled this game as soon as the schedule came out. Off to a decent start this year. This could be the year, PK, that it all comes together. Wiggins has missed the last couple games for personal reasons. I don't know if he's going to be back. He's been scoring points by the bucket load. Not in the last two games. No. He's had as many as I've had. They got a winning record now. They're game over 500 at 7 and 6. Jazz and Wolves. Tonight, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Hands it off for LBJ. LeBron James, Rondo, playing a little keep away. Two-man game. LeBron, you're going to count that. That is good. James, got a coup. Straight away three. He's got it. Yes, sir. Lakers had no problems with the Hawks. Build a big early lead. They won 122-101. The Lakers 11-2 now, PK, and looking every bit as dominant as Laker fans hoped they would. Magic has already come out and said we couldn't compete with this team. Nuggets thumped the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies had none of the Magic Sunday that they had Friday night. Denver went in there and won by 17. Denver's off to a good start, 9-3. and three. After finishing second last year, they're third in the West. Alex English said, we can't compete with these guys. <laughs> the Boston Celtics hadn't lost since opening night in a 10-game win streak. And it comes to an end in Sacramento. Marcus Smart's game winner. Popping on the rim three times and then rolling off. Paul Silas said, if they had toughness like we had, they wouldn't have lost this game. Celtics going back-to-back. They've got the uh, Suns in Phoenix tonight. Jojo White said, back-to-back. We played three games in two days once. Phoenix is 7-4. They're off to a really strong start right now. They got the Celtics who are 10-2 tonight. An excellent match. Alvin Adams said, if I took supplements like they do in today's world, look at what I could have done. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. 
Cougars win on a buzzer beater from TJ Haas. That thing hit the front of the rim, crawled over it, went in, deflated almost everyone in the front row there in Houston, except for Dave Rose, who had a little fist pump as that went down. I think Mark Durant was sort of Mark excited. Durant. Durant was enjoying it, too. <laughs> now, were they in the front row, or were they, like, back a little bit? He went over and hugged Durant. I don't know. I assume he was in the front row. I think they were right there. Yeah, it's a, that's, it ended up the circumstances being what they were. He had the proximity to him. That was fun to see. Good for them. BYU improves to 3-1 and one with that 72-71 win at Houston. And the Utes are a perfect 3-0. and oh. They got a really big early lead on Minnesota, and they held on and won 73-69. Tim Allen and both Gotch, man. They can play. 19 points, 10 rebounds for Timmy Allen in the victory. That's what I just said. Southern Utah going to historic Poly Pavilion. Now they beat Nebraska. Can they beat UCLA? Pac-12 Networks tonight, 9 o'clock. A little late, but maybe I'll watch the first half. Where were all those transfers from? That was a long list. You name it. Where aren't they from? UNLV? Yeah. ASU? Yeah. Who else? State? Where? John Knight? Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Simpkins in motion, third and four. Wide open. That's Keithy again, and he slipped the tackle. He can take it to the house. Touchdown. And he turns it, makes him pay for that lack of technique and execution and defense. Lost the sometime. There he goes again. There he goes again. There he went again. This is how you play in a phone book. This is Ford, Nick Ford on the if block. And Moss, a rolling stone, gathers no Moss. He's in. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, that is so sweet to look at. Yeah, he can run light, heavy, catch passes, whatever you want to do. Zach Moss, 127 yards, a couple TDs. He's his own little two-minute offense, PK, there before the break. They had to go the, what, three-quarters the length of the field with 46 seconds left, though they threw him a screen pass or a little circle route for 50 yards. And then he had a 38-yard touchdown run. I love the circle routes. Yeah. I, I, if I were you, though, I'd stick to basketball with the jargon. That's just me. Yep. Tyler Huntley, 335 yards. Kyle Whittingham afterwards, really complimentary. Another excellent performance from him. 49-3, that was even more of a butt-kicking than you anticipated, and you thought they were going to cover the 20, uh, the 21-point spread. Well, that's because some walk-on receiver said the Utes weren't tough, and that really fired them up. Without that, man, they would have probably only beat them 38-3. So they got all pumped up on that. Some guy that even Bruin fans didn't even know who he was, and now they got to answer for it. I mean, yeah, there was a wide disparity of talent. They'll do the same thing this weekend next week. Boils down to a one-game season. Oregon. Get in the final, you know, which certainly is going to happen, and then you'll have an opportunity to beat Oregon. Assume Oregon will win their last two games. They're heavy favorites, or will be. And then you'll set up the big showdown. Looking forward to that for sure. And then the winner maybe gets in the playoff. Man. He's got, it's a shot. It's a longer shot for Utah than it is Oregon, but at this point in the season, you got a shot, and... And even if you don't, I, I just I don't I don't really care. If they go all at twelve and one and don't get in the playoff, I just don't care, man. They will have had a fi- phenomenal season, and somebody didn't vote them into something. Once you're doing the voting, then to me it, it sort of takes out legitimacy. Want to take a uh, shot at the spread for Tucson Saturday? Well, it would be the same thing. It would be what was twenty one. I would go 
24, 25, but I'd probably say it's close to the same 21, 22. It's exactly the same, 21. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's an, I don't, that's a no-brainer, and I think Arizona has quit more than UC Los Angeles has quit. I suspect that they, it's even uglier. Now, the thing that, the thing that made it bad for the Bruins was the number of turnovers, and maybe Arizona doesn't have the number of turnovers, so the gap can be a little closer because they got really, really loose with the ball there, and they moved the ball a decent amount, but then they kept screwing up with the turnovers. So does Arizona move the ball and not turn it over, therefore the final margin would you'd be have closer. To, you'd have to take the under on that because five turnovers is just a boatload yeah. of turnovers. That's what UCLA had, and three of them were in the red zone. Another one was, I don't think they were in the red zone yet when they threw the pick in the end zone, um, but they still they threw the pick into the end zone. So it's like you said, they'd racked up some yards, gotten yeah. down the field, and then coughed it up. Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Play action over the middle, up into the air, and intercepted. Austin Lee, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown. How about that on senior day for Austin Lee? 28-yard return, and BYU strikes first. Here's Simon coming around the corner. Inside the five, he's got a touchdown. Micah Simon has been Mr. Touchdown the last two weeks. This is a 12-yard run, and it's 13 to nothing BYU. BYU rolls 42-10 over Idaho State. Zach Wilson is back after being out uh, with the injury. The Cougars accept the bid. They're going bowling in Hawaii as expected. And now they head to UMass as heavy favorites. Want to take a shot at that one? 84. <laughs> 40 and a half points. Open at 42. It got bet down from 42? Mm-hmm. That's a disgrace. Uh, Julius Serving said in my day we would never allow this. <laughs> Tom Homo revealing an Extend Kalani shirt. He, he flashed a post-game it. celebration. The Cougar Flash. <laughs> Look, I got a t-shirt. <laughs> Hashtag well, extend call. A bunch of boobs down there. <laughs> down there, as Gordon says. How do you say that? Down there. <laughs> no th. Down there. Love waits. Love waits for. Uh, love apparently, wait, love apparently, waits for no one. Yeah. Love waits for no one. But apparently, <laughs> neither do Utah State highlights. All right, let's go. Hit us with the Aggies, Yuck. <laughs> Hashtag Utah State. Love waits for him to get set, then gets the snap. Pump fake, throwing to the middle of the field, and caught! And CLC Mariners off the races. Here we go! 20, 15, 10, 5, CLC Mariner for the score! Two receivers in the near, one to the far, second and five for Wyoming. At the Aggie 38-yard line, Aggies up by five. Vanderwall drops back. Rush, Rowles right, looking to throw. Throws back to the middle of the field. That's intercepted, and this game's over. Back to the 38-yard line. Guess who has interception number two? Eric freaking Munoz. Textbook, PK. Don't roll right and throw back to the middle of the field. You're going to get picked off. And he did. Vanderwall gets picked, his third pick of the game, and the Aggies have the win, and Munoz... Walk on, transfer, crying afterwards, pretty emotional, really happy he had a chance to play a role. And he had two picks in the game. Fly me to the Munoz. Let me play among the Aggies. In other words, 
I love you. Now the question is, with bowl eligibility in the bag, the Aggies improved to 6-4. and four. They'll be bowling somewhere. Now they're playing for the Mountain Division title. They got Boise State coming in, but will Jordan Love be able to play? Gary Anderson joins us at 8.30. Think he'll be any more forthcoming than he was in the postgame when he was asked about it and said, not talking about that. Well, I think it'll be a little bit more, yeah. Sweet. We'll look but forward. They'll, they'll go to the protocol, so yeah. we won't really know and blah, blah, blah. Now it's up to Hank. I, is the Boise guy, is the, the other guy? Because I want Hank versus Hank. Is he back? He didn't play last week. That Jalen Henderson got the start for Boise, so we'll see. I want Hank versus Hank. It'll be fun. Hank. How many Hank. times do you have Hank versus Hank in starting quarterbacks? Or this will be the first time ever. Look it up. I give you something to do every break today. That'll take a long time to look up. Right. You might even extend in tomorrow and Wednesday. So we're covered, Yock. <laughs> He's coping through records. Of Hank versus Hank. The LSU played Ole Miss back in 1904. Ought for I Ought love it. for. Hank versus Hank. Neither one threw a pass. Just ran ran the option all day. Well, the forward pass was illegal then, so you know. See? DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We hate it that he got injured. We hate it for him. We hate it for his family. Uh, I hate it if any player on our team gets injured. So, you know, uh, I mean... Godspeed to him and, and, and his entire family, and our thoughts and prayers are with him and hope this is not so serious that it has any long-term effect on his, uh, you know, future. To Tagovailoa dislocating his hip just before halftime. He went to Houston for surgery yesterday. Bama won the game, but that's just a footnote. I think it's Tua, not Tui. Tua. He almost didn't play in the game. And then could he have been out? Oh, it's still the first half. Guys rarely get taken out. Wanted to practice half. and play the two-minute drill. They got her with three minutes left, running the two-minute drill. Trying to leave a minute on the clock for Mississippi State. So now, PK, obviously the question for about eight teams around the country is, how does this impact the playoff? How's the committee going to look at an injury? Are they going to think you're not as good? Or if they beat Auburn, they think you are really good and you deserve to get in? Great. It's a further beauty contest. It even delegitimizes it even more. Now we're supposed to anticipate how good they would be if they got in with a backup quarterback. This is just great. It just shows how bogus it is. So it's it's not settled on the field. It's settled in a boardroom where some people, well, the, this kid here, what's his name, Jones, he would do this against that team. Well, no, he wouldn't be able to do that. And he said, come on, a bunch of nonsense. And yet that's what it all comes down to. If you care. Oklahoma cares. Down 28-3. They came back and beat Baylor. That was an awesome comeback. Only time they got stopped there was uh, the fumble at the one-yard line when they were going in. And the only time they got stopped in the second half. So they remain in the mix with a loss, and now Baylor's got one as well. And Minnesota got their first loss, so we're down to three unbeatens. We're at the top of the pole, and then eight one-loss teams all jockeying, all hoping that they're going to get that fourth and final spot. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Garoppolo in the shotgun. Jeff Zero. Wilson Jr.'s in. He runs inside. He's got a 10-5 touchdown! San Francisco! Field 
49ers score with 30 seconds left to beat the Cardinals. They get a defensive score on the last play of the game when the Cardinals are trying to lateral the ball all around the field. Niners win 36-26 in a game that had multiple lead changes. Back and forth they went there. The Niners improved to 9-1 on the year. Garoppolo, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns. Young did it. Montana did it. Garoppolo joins them. Three quarterbacks in NFL. Or in uh, 49er history who've combined. Hey, big deal. I mean, John Brody said, we were thrilled the ball my day. I could have done it, too. Had a kid, hey, John, Brody, John Brody. Good call. Excellent. Dak Prescott, 400 yards, but he didn't, he didn't have the four touchdowns. He just had the three. Cowboys beat the Lions 35-27. They got a lead in that division now because Philly lost at home. Had a 10-0 lead and lost to the Patriots 17-10. In the AFC, you're betting on the Patriot defense, which looks excellent while the Patriot offense struggles, or you're betting on Baltimore. Baltimore's record's 8-2, Patriots are 9-1, Baltimore, and he battled the division leaders, blowing the Texans off the field 41-7. Lamar Jackson, flinging it all over the field, looking great. Burt Jones says, man, that kid's good. <laughs> Burt Jones. Well done. You're pulling all kinds of names this morning. We gotta do something to spice up reading scores. I like it. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Real Monarchs. RSL's USL affiliate wins the USL Cup. They beat Louisville FC 3 1 last night. Hanging on every moment of that drama, PK? I saw some dude said, nobody, nobody but us in here believed we could do it. Really? Gave up the first goal again. Came storming back to win. All right, there's what is trending. There are all your headlines. And they're brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, I mentioned Gary Anderson's coming up at 8.30. We'll talk Aggie football with him. Our Ute insider, Frank Dolce, joins us next. Hit 7.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They host the Minnesota Timberwolves. Game tips at 7 o'clock at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Zones coverage begins with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. That'll be on 97.5 The Zone. Over on 1280 The Zone, Utah State hosting University of Texas San Antonio. The game's at the Spectrum at 7 o'clock. Pregame begins at 6 o'clock on 1280 The Zone. Monday Night Football features the Chargers and the Chiefs from Mexico City. That kicks off on ESPN at 620. Top of the Wire brought to you by Zero Res. The Zero Res food drive is back. Schedule a carpet cleaning for just $33 per room. Have a food donation ready at the time of service and Zero, Zero Res will clean a fourth room absolutely free. 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The day and moment of reckoning is nigh. The lies can no longer be told. The truth shall be known and reported. Tony Parks, how tall are you not? Eric Walden and Andy Larson, uh, they are not letting me leave this room right now until this is uh, handled. Okay, yeah, it is It is time. I am ready uh, to be measured. I am standing with my back up against the wall. This extreme measuring tape uh, that they have out there, it is super professional. My official height, 5'7 five five and 5'16. Five 5'7 five and 5'16. You know what that's not? 5'1 or 5'2. So there you go. All the jokes, yeah, put them aside. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Frank Dolce. He is on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hope you had a great weekend. We did. I was watching the Utes thinking they were daring you to find something wrong with that game to come up and uh, talk about this morning. What are the coaches going to find when they go over the film? They can't tell them they were perfect. Well, they had a turnover. Aha! And he will be flogged. They had a turnover. And uh, they had eight penalties. I mean, you can't win a lot of games with eight penalties. I don't know. <laughs> you can in the Pac-12 South. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something like that. No, they. those guys played They played really well. They, they uh, you know, the first drive of the game, UCLA went down the field and, and then stalled out and went backwards. And um, But, you know, Utah's done that a little bit. This year, they kind of take a series and and then figure things out. But that was, you, you know, in terms of performances and and dominance and that that was that was as close as it gets. Shut down the run game and I, you know, I think the interesting thing about the way Utah plays, especially on the defensive side, and maybe it's it's a combination of the way Utah plays and what people think about Utah, but it's like, especially in the run game, teams abandon the teams abandon the run game. I thought that happened a week ago with, with Washington. I thought they got out of the run game quicker, faster than they should have, or a couple of weeks ago before the bye week. I thought maybe even UCLA got out of the run game faster than they should have. And, and I know they were you're playing from behind, so that's, that's difficult. And maybe you think you have to throw the ball around the field to catch up. But, but then it just plays right into Utah's hands because they, you know, they take away your strength, and then now you're trying to rely on, on being one-dimensional to come back, and Utah seems to feast on that. So like I thought, I thought UCLA was still fairly productive in the run game. I think they were averaging around four yards a carry, maybe not quite. But that's still productive. Um, Zach Moss a week ago, or two weeks ago against Washington, averaged about three point six or three point seven yards per carry. But they didn't stop carrying. They didn't stop running the ball. He still got his hundred yards. It just took him a few more carries. But it's such an integral part of their offense. They don't. They don't get rid of it. So anyway, I think it's just interesting 
that maybe the way that Utah plays on the defense side or the or the what people think about Utah defensively makes them change their game plan or abandon stuff that they usually do well. If you mention anything about beyond the next game, Arizona and then Colorado, if you talk about Oregon or talk about the Rose Bowl the playoff, Kyle bristles and points out, which he did Saturday night, we still got two games, blah, 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 blah. But I actually think this thing is working big time in their favor. The focus has increased. The intensity and everything has been at a high, high level because of the fact that they know that they only have two games and then they get a shot most likely. At, well, definitely a shot if they make it because Oregon's already clinched at Oregon. And then Rose Bowl playoff and all these illustrious things potentially wait with a win over Oregon. Rose Bowl could be there too, even with a loss. So in my mind, this is something, although you don't want to discuss it or harp on it or focus on it, it's actually working toward their advantage and is providing them with even more focus and more concentration on the task at hand because in order to get there, you need to do this and this. So I think it's a positive to not, not focus on what's ahead, but acknowledge that it's there. Yeah, I, I think there's something about that. And I think this is a different team than than we've seen Utah in the past. So you, you know, Utah teams have struggled in November in recent memory and have gone in with people saying things like, well, Utah controls their own destiny, and then, and then they don't manage it very well and take a, a couple bad losses going out the back end of the season. But I think that every test that comes up, Utah seems to manage really well. I mean – First of all, it was overcoming a terrible loss to USC, and Utah's certainly done that well. And then getting ready to play, you know, a um, a pesky kind of Washington team with lots of talent and ability, and they kind of shut that thing down. And then taking a week off and maybe a little bit of this letdown after beating Washington and coming coming up against the UCLA team that struggled but has shown some signs and then they only allow those guys to score three points. I mean, I don't know I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know if you guys do, but over their last 5 games, UCLA is averaging I think it was well over 30 points a game or at least 30 points a game. And that that they didn't even come close. Utah creates well, you could say UCLA gave the ball up five times, but Utah created five turnovers. And and so I think the way the team is managing all of these different issues shows something a little different about this team. Maybe it's the maturity. Maybe it's, you know, that, that all these guys that uh, that could have gone, could have taken the next step, they just decided to stay. And maybe that leadership and maybe that experience is more important than we than we think about especially in in college athletics today when people is every everybody seems to be jumping ship at the at the earliest opportunity well utah has significant depth and leadership on both sides of the ball maybe that's a big deal How often in your playing career did you complete 75% of your passes? Because it seems like Tyler Huntley is doing that week in and week out. You keep thinking, okay, that passing completion thing, that, that's got to cool off a little bit, and it just doesn't. Well, regularly. I did that regularly. Hmm. Okay. Mostly it was on seven-on-seven seven drills when there wasn't a defensive rush. <laughs> And the defensive secondary was at a complete disadvantage. 
<laughs> so they didn't have the they didn't have the luxury of a quarterback running around for his life. I, the standard used to be, you know, sixty five percent completions. If you were completing sixty five percent of your passes, then things were really going well in the passing game. And um, and so we, we kind of used to ha- hang on to that number. And still, that number's really good. If you're completing 65% of your passes, that's, you know, that's pretty darn good. 75% of your passes, well, then you would think, well, he's completing 75% of his passes, so he must be throwing, you know, for 100 yards a game because... And, and he's throwing the ball 18 times. Well, he can't be completing passes for yardage because they have to be super high percentage pass. Well, he's completing passes. What, what was his yards per catch? 16.8 in this game? That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Now, I think against UCLA, you have to take a look at the, the competition a little bit because UCLA gives up a ton of yards in the passing game, and they certainly did against Utah, and I don't know how many times Brant Keithy found himself open on a corner route. I mean, like, wide open on a quarter route, 15 yards downfield. And so there's something to be said that for that. I don't think I don't think Huntley had to throw into coverage very often on Saturday. And if you take a look at a lot of that film, man, the, the offensive line just created a wall in front of the quarterback, and it made it a lot more comfortable for, for Tyler to, to throw the ball downfield. So lots of things worked in his favor regardless. The way that he's – his pass and quarterback efficiency right now is off the charts. He's, he's played phenomenally well, and it doesn't look like he's going to take a step backwards. So, have to go yes or no? Does Utah get in the playoff? No. Oh boy! Oh boy! Get off Twitter. <laughs> hey, I don't say no because I don't think Utah. Too late. Doesn't matter. Be, no qualifications. Oh, be in the playoff. Yeah, we understand know, the reasons but, but aren't what the they thing. appear. Right, and we we the agree. Reason that, the reason that Utah's not going to get in, in the playoff is because the people who are making the decisions aren't going to put Utah in the playoff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, nothing that they didn't or did do. Doesn't matter, yeah, Frank. A- You're a loser, and there are many body parts. You're going to be called now that you cannot repeat on the radio. <laughs> yes. Well, Utah does. Does Utah deserve? You didn't ask me if Utah deserved to be. No, that's not the question. That's not Frank. the question because who cares whether they deserve it? It's well, a, ask me that in question. It. I'll say yes. Well, but they, the they could is, deserve it as much. Get in the playoff. Oh, they, I mean, what what would have to happen to, for Utah to get in the playoff? Uh, so let's say that let's say that uh, who's going who's going to match up with LSU in the SEC title game? Is it Georgia? Georgia. Georgia. Okay, so let's say Georgia beats LSU. So now it's a one-loss LSU team. It's a one-loss Georgia team, and they're both Clemson's in. Clemson's not going to. They're not. They're both in. Yeah. Clemson's not going to take a loss. They're in. They're in. Ohio State. They're in. Likely to take a loss. And if Ohio State takes one loss, are they? Is the committee going to take a one-loss Ohio State team or a one-loss Utah team? Uh, depends on which red you support, and depends on yeah, if you're well, which media member you like or don't like. 
You said they, <laughs> Ute, Ute, Ute fans sort of like you, so you'll be okay. Ute fans, some of them don't like me, so they call me, as DJ just said, all sorts of body parts. Like, what, they call you the thumb or something? What do they call that you? Is they not... tell me where I could put my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't, Utah should play in the playoff. Utah should give, should have a chance to play in the playoff. If they, if they finish up. Sure, we so agree. If they finish up, obviously. But are they going to play in the playoff? I don't think the I don't think that the committee, I don't think the all of the things that have to happen for Utah to get in the playoff are going to happen. And mostly I think it's that the the people who are making the yeah. decisions are going to allow Utah to play in the playoff. And it wouldn't reduce the quality or success or acknowledgement of their season one bit. Not at all. Don't check your not Twitter. Not at all. Do not yeah. check your Twitter, Frank. I I rarely do. I try to use Twitter only to make a comment with that if it's meaningful or or I don't like to post things regularly just to post things. So, but now that you said that, I I'm intrigued. So maybe I will check. Maybe I will check it out and see if there's something. something. Yaki is shaking his head Just now. Just go into Twitter and type my name. Oh. <laughs> and if so, you want amusement, oh. you'll, you'll get it. Have, I, those, have those tweets been – they allow those tweets to stay up? I can uh, – Yeah, yeah. I could tell you some of the body parts I've been called, but I'm not sure that Yak would let me. He'll probably hit the dump button, and then he'll yell at me. Yak, can I say that word? No, that's not. Okay. Well, never mind then. No, you can't gonna, say that no, word. I'm not going to well, say I, that word then. Hey, DJ, call me later and tell me what that word is. Okay, I will. I'll call you in the break. I'll let you know. I'm I'm looking up I'm looking up PK's Twitter right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> even as we speak. It's it's bad, Frank. Just stay away. Just stay away. The the best hey, part bad. is Listen. And the best part is, Frank, we're going to get into this, that Ute fans can't agree. See, there are a lot who agree with you, and so they're on Facebook saying, why do you guys even talk about this? You're just getting people's hopes up for stuff that isn't going to happen. But meanwhile, there's the people over here who are really angry that we aren't saying that they should be in, that we should be leading the national charge because, I guess, Kirk Herbstreit gets up in the morning and listens to us to decide what he thinks. Yeah, well, I yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Let's let's be positive about Utah getting in the playoff, but and and sing the praises of the Utes right now because they're they're certainly showing they're they're capable. But I just think the reality of it is, I hope <laughs> now you guys have me all freaked out. I hope that doesn't come come across the wrong way. But I just think the reality of it is, the committee, the people in charge. Uh, they, they don't have Utah in the in the top four, even if Utah wins out. And and oddly, or maybe not oddly, I think they only have Oregon slightly ahead of Utah. If if Oregon wins out for some because of some national perception reason, here's um, here, here's a big problem for Oregon. If Oregon wins out and beats Utah in the title game, but if Alabama beats Auburn with a backup quarterback and the Utes lost to Auburn, or excuse me, Oregon lost to Auburn, Oregon's in yes. trouble. Now, yeah, that now, is to to the degree that these eight one loss teams, I got to figure at least at least four of them are going to take a second loss. 
easily it could be a fifth or sixth. So it could come down to two, maybe three one-loss teams for that last spot. Now, which of those teams are left standing? How does their best win compared to the other guy's best win? And how does their loss compare to the other team's loss? You know, Georgia should get a second loss to – by LSU yeah. and be knocked out. Yeah. Minnesota and Penn State yeah. could both lose to Ohio State and be knocked out. The yeah. Pac-12 and Big 12 title games can eliminate somebody, but you're left with 11-1 Alabama with a backup quarterback, and you're left with either Oklahoma or Baylor and either Utah or Oregon. So it seems like there'll be two or three one-loss teams. See, that, that, that's the other one is the, is the Oklahoma. Is, is Oklahoma. If Oklahoma goes through and they're a one-loss team, so yeah, if, if I don't know if you listen to the post game show with with uh, with hands and yeah. me, we we uh, talked we talked about this almost the entire time. right. I listened on the way got, home. I knew uh, your answer because I listened on the way home from the stadium, so I knew what you would say. Yeah, we got completely off off topic, and hands was ticked. Man, he was angry, like visibly upset. So LSU beats Georgia. There's two losses. LSU's in. Ohio State goes through. Even if Ohio State takes one loss, I think they're in. Clemson, one loss, maybe. I I think they're going to go through. So they're no loss. They get in. And then the question is, can Alabama finish? Is a one-loss Alabama team in? Probably. If they don't finish, is the next man up a one-loss Oklahoma team? And do you take a one-loss Oklahoma team over one-loss Utah or one-loss Oregon? Who would you go with? I mean, what, I, I shouldn't say that. Who would you go with? Who do you think nationally they would go with? I think they go with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. One-loss Oklahoma. Brand, yeah. brand names yeah. tend to win out. The, the people who listen to the show who root for other Pac-12 teams – routinely say, just look at the BCS era and look at the playoff and how often does the Pac-12 get the benefit of the doubt when it looks like a push? And, and their answer is the Pac-12 doesn't. And Never. Goes back 20 years. Now, maybe you can't put that on the playoff committee, but it just seems like it's national perception regardless of whether it's BCS people or playoff committee. How often has the Pac-12 gotten the benefit of the doubt? It just doesn't happen. It doesn't. Well, and it's too bad because I'll tell you something about this. This is a this is a special team, especially on the defensive side. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a team that can throw out a stifling defensive effort that just shuts people down. And 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 you have a, a running back that's among the very best in college football. Zach Moss is a unique talent, and you have a quarterback who. Is playing at, I, I don't know. Is there another quarterback playing at the same level? He, I know he he does things. It's a little different the way that they run his this this offense, but the scheme and the system and the strategy, and the way that that Andy Ludwig has managed the whole thing. I mean, that's a that to me those are all compelling arguments. But then you say, well, Jalen Hurts. The transfer from Alabama leading Oklahoma, I mean, that's pretty compelling, too. Or Alabama without their start. I actually thought that when Tua went down, which I I hate to see that, I hope he, uh, you know, figures out a way to recover from that injury. That's that's really difficult. But I actually thought Tua going down was beneficial for Utah 
because I mean, you, I guess you could make the story about a backup quarterback leading Alabama, but I don't think that story is as compelling as what Tyler Huntley's doing leading Utah. So maybe that that Alabama, if they have to go head to head on a committee level, maybe that argument gets swayed a little bit toward toward Utah. Or Auburn, I don't know. Or Auburn could just win the game and knock Alabama out. That would be the and, best and, thing. Or for Auburn the could win the game and just and just yeah. knock the yeah, knock them out of it. So anyway, anyway, it's a it's an interesting discussion. Utah deserves to have an opportunity. I don't think there's any question about that. If they take care of business, and even with all of that, at this point, I don't, I still don't think they get in. Frank, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Of course, absolutely. You guys have a great week. All right, thank you, Frank Dolce, checking in here every week on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. All right, stay with us, DJ and PK. We can get your takes on a weekend full of action. A lot of you are hitting us up on Facebook over the weekend as the Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies all win. We'll get to that next. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join Hans and Scotty Friday from noon to 3, Andrew Reinhardt. From Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Sweet. The question of the day. Utah's bearing down on a playoff spot. BYU and Utah State are going bowling. They locked it up with their sixth wins. What more could we ask for? We deserve more, PK. I'm sure we can ask for more. You don't deserve. You deserve what you get. I think that this is was a fine weekend. They're having fine seasons. Utah's actually having a phenomenal season. They're playing. I think they're playing as well as anybody out there. You know, with the exception of uh, LSU. LSU has been tested. Uh, and there is that. There's there is that inherent bias, but some of that bias I think is earned, because I think if you look at Saturday, if you're trying to impress the committee, committee, excuse me. I'd rather have Georgia's 21-14 to 14 win over Auburn than Utah's 87-1 to 1 win over UC Los Angeles. I mean, the more you beat these guys senseless, I think the worse it looks. Because... UCLA's not going bowling. Yeah, I mean, they're a team that we all know they started out lousy and, you know, they won a couple of games in between. That just proves... All that proves is, wow, that conference, that division's really mediocre. Look at those guys, and they have three conference wins. Or four conference wins. Man, that thing must really suck. A bunch of four and five, five and five, maybe a couple teams at six and four, and then Oregon and Utah. So it really works against them. It doesn't help them. I don't think you can get any style points on these guys. They're just that bad. And and I could be popular, and Utah deserves to be in the playoff, and, and I'm just not going to eat for the next 40 years if they don't get in. If that's what you want, okay, I could say that as well as the next guy. Hunger but, but, strike! But let's just look at it for what it is, realistically, rather than worrying about popularity. I love Utah. No one loves Utah more than I do. 
I mean, so, I mean, if that's what you want, yeah, anybody can say that. And do they deserve to get in? Yeah, sure. I've got no problem with that. But the fact is that the conference is just so bad. And if things break their way, they will get in. And that would be great, too. But if they go 12-1 and and don't get in and they get in the Rose Bowl, that's awesome. I get zero complaints on that. And BYU and Utah State at their own levels, it's just not at the level of Utah. Uh, you know, they've rallied. And extend Kalani? Of course you should. You can find who who are you going to get that's better. I mean, the, the, this Bevel guy is has some relationships apparently, and has some neighbors that have influence at BYU. All right, so we know of that. And uh, but you're going to start over again and bring in an outsider, and that's going to make the difference. No, stick with it, man, and see what he can do. Well, he'll be going for. Win number seven at UMass, he'll get that, and then he'll go for win number eight at San Diego State. We'll see how that plays out. But eight and five, maybe nine and four. Don't know the bowl opponent. Seems like it ought to be Hawaii if they don't win the conference, but they've got San Diego State to win the division, I think, this weekend. Good luck to you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> we usually play pretty well on the island. Give me, give me a call on how that one works out, would you? <laughs> Matthew, on our Facebook page, you can go to DJ and PK. Utah will not make the playoffs. It's a fact. There's no reason to believe that they will. They are a good team, but the people who pick who gets in don't care that they didn't get in in 2008, and they don't have a chance now. It's less than .00000001. All right, you, you went on a little too long there, buddy. Uh, I think they have a great team. I don't think they have a good team. I think they have a great team. I think they have a team for the ages. I don't know that they're ever going to have a team this quality here in the next several years with all the seniors that they have. Everything came together when Anai, Fotu, and Moss decided to come back for this year and – it's a it's a once in a however long you want to fill the blank fill in the blanks to have this quality with this senior and to have the division be as down as it is too, and so yeah this is phenomenal they deserve to be in a hundred percent I've got no problem I still think they got a shot but I think it's a fantasy I think things have to break their way five four three how many things you want have to break their way but i i'm i'm sick of talking about it because it to me it detracts from the phenomenal season that they are having and will continue to have and if they beat oregon it's even better if they lose a close game to oregon it's still a great season but and see, it's, yeah, it would be tarnished if they get smoked i get you don't want to talk about it anymore because no matter what we say people are going to yell at us they're going to yell at us if we I, give them a I'm shot fine. i've been doing this for 18 years have so, at me you, all you people at twitter i don't participate but i'm in my car driving home and a guy says to me man there's a t- friend of mine tweets i mean there's a lot of haters on you on twitter yeah oh, oh, good for you man and Great. Hate all you want. Meanwhile, I've been doing this for 18 years, and I've still got a multi-year deal awaiting me. So I'm not going anywhere. And this is a hell of a job. I win. I get you're bitter. I would be too if I were you. And we're going to keep talking about it because we're not going to be able to talk about the game this week. There's nothing to break down with Utah playing Arizona. Okay, fine, and we can talk about it all we want, but I want to make sure that the addendum is there, that if they don't get in, it doesn't spoil the season in the least. It will for some people. No. I get no, that it doesn't they're wrong. for you. They're wrong. It will for some people. No, they're wrong. They're 100% wrong. They want it all. Well, what's the chances you're winning two games? Now, who knows? 
But I mean, we're now we're getting into further <laughs> further guessing. speculation. Yeah, are they playing LSU or Ohio State? Are they playing in Pasadena or in Atlanta? Well, uh, Tempe, but uh, yeah, sorry, you're right, Tempe, Fiesta Bowl. The situation of that it just doesn't matter to me. You've done, and 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 I don't think a seven point loss to SC spoils your season. I mean, it's not going to spoil potentially Georgia's season, and they have a, a loss at South Carolina, who's worse than SC. But I mean, I don't just I don't care about that stuff. I look at what you do, and what they've done is very special this year, and they will continue to do it. And the Oregon game, I don't know who's going to win that. We'll see where we're at in three weeks. I'm anticipating that. I wish it was this week. I wish we can get rid of these two weeks, not in terms of life, but in terms of sports to see and that'll be a fun time in Santa Clara looking forward to that and I would imagine the ratings around here would be through the roof because that's good. that's that's a game best game they've ever had since the conference went to the 12 teams with uh, everything that would be at stake it's going to be so much fun there to watch that thing and and the loser's going to be disappointed and blame the refs and uh, the winner's going to go on to and and maybe, but if you go into Pasadena and you're playing at 2.30 in the afternoon on a sun-drenched day in Pasadena and you've only lost one game and you got 12 wins, I just don't see how that's a disappointment. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. More of your feedback coming up. You can hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> we'll do that next. And then uh, Gary Anderson will be here at 8.30. Stay with us.